Hey everyone, welcome to Mountain Made with Jess. This is your host, Jess Kissling, and welcome to today's episode. You guys, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you are having a fantastic day so far. I hope your week's been good, and I hope that you are kicking ass and doing everything you can to create a life you love. If you are new to this podcast, that's basically what it is about. It is about getting outdoors, getting active, taking action on things, um, creating a better life for yourself, for your family, for the people around you, for our community, and really for this world. It's about creating a life that you love, creating a life of value, of impact, of purpose. So if you are new, welcome. If you have been listening before, thank you so much for the support. Today's podcast kind of goes back to a little bit of what we talked about in the past, but I want to kind of go a little bit deeper into it. There was a time that I was very anxious, very depressed, didn't want to get out of bed, struggled to go to work, struggled to really function just normally. And I didn't know why. I didn't understand what was going on. My life was beautiful. I had beautiful kids. I had an amazing husband, great family, great job, great. Like I had everything that in my mind I should be happy, but I was a mess. I would cry on my way to work. I would avoid things. I'd want to stay in bed as much as possible. And I just was miserable. And I remember going to um, my doctor and talking to him about it. And he'd kind of mentioned getting on medicine. I didn't really want to take that route. I wanted to kind of dig in and figure out what was causing it and fix it. But he talked to me and he kind of wanted me to tell him a little bit about what was going on. And he goes, Jess, he goes, you're, you're, you're trying to fill your worry hole. And that like, that made so much sense once he explained it. He said that his mom had called called it that. And so he'd grown up with this phrase and this way of acknowledging what was going on. He goes, you have a beautiful life. You have all these things. He goes, but in your mind, you're supposed to be worried about something. You know, as humans, sometimes we feel like we have to be worried and stressed and anxious about certain things. So we find things in our life to fill that worry hole. You think about having a hole and you need to fill it with something because it needs filled, right? No, that worry hole doesn't need to be filled. Your life can be good. Yes, there's going to be struggle. There's going to be tough times. There's going to be things that are hard and that you do need to worry about. But if you're creating things out of thin air and trying to fill this worry hole with crap all the time, your life is going to be miserable. Because you're always going to be able to find something in life to bitch about, to cry about, to whine about, to be a victim. We're always going to be able to find those things because that's life, right? It, that's our human existence is there's problems. And I think it's kind of a primal thing to be kind of in that, to be in that fight or flight motion, right? Instead of just calming down. And realizing that life is good and being grateful and being happy. And then, yes, when problems do come up, addressing them, fixing them, right? So when he said that, it made so much sense to me because I was. I was pulling things that were not an issue and I was making it an issue. I had anxiety about stuff that, and I guess that's the definition of anxiety, is being worried about things that aren't a reality or that could be a reality, right? That it's in the future, And I was pulling things out of random places and making myself a mess about them. 
I was worried about so many different things that weren't even happening, that weren't even a, like weren't even on the scope of reality, but I was making them as they were real. Like I was making it as if they were real. And that's not fair to do to ourselves. It's not fair to put that stress on ourselves, to put that onto others and to worry about things because in my mind and in things that have happened in my life, it just kind of keeps showing me that the things we think about and focus on, a lot of those times that will what be what happens. We will almost, I don't want to use the word manifest, but manifest it in our life. But it's more because our actions follow our focus, right? So if we're constantly worried about something happening, that's what we're focused on. Eventually that could be what happens, right? So the thing you've been dreading, you kind of brought that into existence in a way. And I'm not saying that every bad thing that you worry about, if it happens, it's your fault. I am in no way saying that. I'm just saying that there is times that we can we can focus on things so hard that our actions take you know, the steps to that happening. So in no way am I saying that something bad happens in your life, it's your fault. I mean, yes, there is times that our actions cause that, but there is also things that we cannot prevent or stop from happening in life that are bad. I mean, there's a lot of things on that. You know, if, you know, you getting sick, your kid's getting sick, there's there's nothing you can really do to prevent those things sometimes. That's just life and that's just kind of the cards that were dealt. But as far as if you, you know, are worried about losing your job and you keep focusing on that and you keep worrying about it, of course, you're not going to be on top of your game because you're constantly worried about losing your job. So you're not going to be as focused. You're not going to be as attentive. You're going to kind of almost take action to make that happen. You're going to sabotage yourself and maybe even cause yourself to lose your job because you were so stressed about losing your job. When in the beginning, that was just a hole you were filling, right? That was a worry hole that you were filling because you thought you had to stress about something. So when he said that, it kind of, it sparked something. And and I really started to focus on my mental. <laughs> like I, I dove into things and it's gotten a hundred times better since then. And yes, there is still days. I mean, it's sometimes daily that I do have anxiety pop up. That's life, right? We're going to have things that stress us out. We're going to have things that we worry about. That's life. That's being a mom. That's being human. But the scale of anxiety has gone down like insanely. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I have been able to navigate it. I understand that for a lot of people, it's not that simple. So I wanted to give you guys some tips and some things that have helped me in the past and currently with anxiety. There's five main things that I've really realized have really helped with anxiety, um, even some depression. Um, When you're just kind of in a funk and you just sometimes you may not even know why, but you're just off. Sometimes you for sure know why something happens, you get triggered by something and you're down and out. So it's not always easy. It's not always recognizable as far as like what's causing it or why you're feeling that way. But these five things, no matter what, have really helped me and still to this day help me. So number one is taking action. Change what can be changed in regards to whatever you're stressed about, anxious about. Do what can be done. 
it doesn't have to be everything. You don't have to accomplish the whole task, but take action. One thing that can be done to help with, say it's a task you're worried about at work or a conversation you need to have. You don't have to have that conversation now, but maybe contact the person and set up a time to talk. If it's a task at work, um, send one email regarding it. Um, Spend half an hour on a project that maybe is a little intimidating. Take action. No matter what or how small, take action towards it. It's key. You guys, anxiety can be crippling. If you let it have the power over you, it will take the power. It will hold the power and it will leave you feeling horrible. If you struggle with anxiety, if you know what I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Anxiety is not always a bad thing. Using it, changing it into excitement if you can. Nerves are okay. Anxiety at, you know, a relatively low form is a good thing, but it can be crippling. It can mess with your whole life. It can be something that holds you back. It can be something that makes you feel a little crazy, a little insane. It can feel isolating and it's not fun. So taking even just a small action towards whatever it is, is making you anxious or upset is huge. It takes the power away from it and it gives it even just a little bit of that power back to you. I love this one. It's hard as hell sometimes, but it works. Um, Number two is get moving. Don't sit and wallow. Don't lay in bed all day. Get up, move, get, you know, exercising, go for a walk, go for a run, bike ride. Um, Just get moving. Change your state. Sometimes I'll even get up and just go get in the shower. Like if I'm feeling really down and out, really defeated, really anxious, sad, whatever it is, sometimes it's just a shower to get up, change my state, not be in bed, not be on the couch, not be just not being wallowing. And that's been a huge one. Get up, get moving, get your blood flowing. Avoid, avoid avoiding it, I guess is what I'm saying. Don't sit and avoid doing something because you're anxious or afraid or scared. I get how it can be intimidating sometimes to do something or it can seem daunting. It can seem impossible. So whether it's a task or a thing or a person or whatever it is, getting moving and getting action underneath your feet, changing your state is so important. Don't stop and stew. Don't let it just keep festering inside of you. It'll just get worse and worse and worse because you're going to avoid things in your life that you need to do. You're going to avoid people that you need to see. You're going to avoid things. And it's literally going to make that problem, that anxiety, that fear even worse. So get up, get moving. Also, it will elevate your mood. Getting up and moving and exercising, getting your blood flowing, taking action, being productive. It always makes you feel better. Sitting there watching Netflix all day is not going to make you feel better. It's just not. Yes, there is a time to, you know, lay down and enjoy some Netflix, but doing it all day to avoid your problems, to avoid your anxiety, your fear, um, things that are intimidating or scary, that's a problem. So 
get up and move, change your state, and that will help a ton. Number three, this is going to go a little bit against from the initial sound of what I'm saying. It's going to go against number two of get moving, but number three is sit in it. Don't go around it. You cannot go around that darkness. You have to go through it. It's going to be scary as hell sometimes. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to bring you to your knees sometimes. But the more we go through it, you always come out the other side. It's just like, you know, if you're climbing a mountain, that first step is hard sometimes because it seems daunting. That mountain is huge. And I'm not saying that it's not going to be hard. I'm not saying it's not going to be uncomfortable, but I'm saying getting through it, it's just like climbing that mountain. One step after another, after another, after another, that mountain gets less daunting because you're on it. You're in it. And then before you know it, you're at the top of that mountain and you're stronger, you're more capable, you have more confidence, you're happier, you're excited because you did it. It's the same with battling something, sitting in something, learning what you can from it. It's the same thing. We have to go through. There was a quote, and I'm going to have to reference it in the notes. I can't exactly remember the exact phrase or who said it, but the best way out is always through. And I love that because it's so true. We have to go through things. And they're always going to be there. There's always going to be that darkness, that fear, that anxiety, that um, insecurity, the grief, the pain, whatever it is. Like Life is full of those moments. So the more we go through them, it's not always you know, necessarily going to make it easier the next time. The next time might even be harder. But it's going to be easier for us to go through because we know we can come out on the other side. We know we're going to get through it. And we're going to have learned something. We're going to have maybe built stronger connection with somebody by going through something. We're going to build more confidence. We're going to build um, tools that we can use in the future on going through things. Sit in it. Identify what it is that's going on. Identify what caused it. Identify what you need to learn. Case in point, the last couple weeks, it actually ever since I got back from my retreat and even a little bit before it, I've just been off. I can't exactly explain why or what's going on or what caused it. I can't, I couldn't have told you that yesterday. But last night I went with my sister and we did, I don't know if you've heard of like the floating pods where it's like Epsom salt and water and you float in this pod with like some relaxing music and some lights and it's dark. Minus, you know, this little light that's, you know, shiny and changing colors. And it's 60 minutes. 60 minutes of you with only your thoughts. And I really went in in, with a lot of intention of doing some soul searching and figuring out what I was supposed to be learning right now. Why I'm off. What I could do to improve it. what, and, And again, most importantly, what am I supposed to be learning through this? So I said a quick prayer. I got in. I did some breathing techniques and it hit me exactly what was going on. 
And it made so much sense. I didn't know why it didn't dawn on me before, but I have been fighting against myself basically because I am not being in my feminine. We talked about this a little bit before in a previous podcast, but if you haven't, I won't go into it a ton, but I highly suggest you research it and maybe I'll do a full episode on them because it's so cool. Um, we have a masculine and a feminine energy in us. Women have a masculine and feminine and men have a masculine and feminine. Of course, a man is, you know, going to be more in his masculine and a feminine, you know, a woman is going to be more in her feminine most of the time. However, I revert back to being in my masculine a lot. I am a task oriented person. I am not so much with the flow and the love and the the more feminine side of things. I need to improve my spirituality. I need to improve on flow and relaxation and self-care and self-love. And there's so many things. It's really hard for me to do those things on a regular basis. And it hit me really hard that I had started to be more in my feminine. And I still have done, you know, that in in the way of like being a wife. And when I'm around Colt, I do tend to revert back into my feminine more. But I still have been fighting that masculine in me has been like just taking over. I have not been giving myself what I need. And even the people around me, I need to be in my feminine more to be a better mom, a better wife, a better friend, a better family member. It's just something that we all as humans need to balance out. And I have let my masculine take over a lot. So realizing that I have been basically bullying myself into things and so worried about task after task after task. I haven't been setting any intention or meaning or anything behind those tasks. I've basically been bullying myself and just really been ashamed of myself and putting a lot of that in instead of loving who I am, but also wanting to improve. I think that's key is loving yourself means you're willing to improve yourself, means you want to improve and become a better person. I love myself enough to know that I want to improve and I want to become a better person and I strive for that every day. But I was doing it maybe even for some of the wrong reasons. My ego was taking over. My masculine was like on the task, 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 task. And I was just wearing myself completely down. And I hit a wall a couple weeks ago and I really have been feeling it. So realizing that last night and realizing that I need to focus a lot more on being in my feminine and focusing more on those areas and putting that intention and that love and that grace behind my tasks and maybe even doing away with some of them or changing them, my life will improve a lot because I'm not sitting here fighting against myself. So that is just an example of letting yourself learn from it. It's hard to sit with yourself for 60 minutes with no distractions. There's no phones. There's no TVs. There's no people. It's just you in a thing for 60 minutes. And it's kind of daunting to think that you have to face yourself. But it's also beautiful because a lot of realizations come if you're open to it. 
sitting in it, not for long, but like I say, take time. Whether it is going for a walk and sitting under a tree or going for a hike, sitting at the top of a mountain, enjoying the view and just talking to God, talking to yourself, realizing things, journaling, whatever it is that gets you into that state of realizing what's going on and how you can learn from it and how you can grow from it and how you can get through it. Because we can sit in it, we can learn from it, but we can't stay there. Don't go around it, but don't sit in it forever and don't become that victim. Victim mentality is running rampant right now. We all have struggle. We all have pain. We all have darkness. Learn from it, grow from it, and move on. Number four on this list is getting outside. Go hike, go walk, go climb a mountain, go biking, go skydiving. I don't care. Swimming, whatever it is that you love. Get outside. There is something magical. There is something honestly healing about the outdoors. It has helped me. It is why this podcast is even here because the outdoors has changed the way I think about things. It's changed the way I do things. It's changed the way I handle things. It's brought light into my life. And that might sound a little bit hokey pokey and a little bit whatever, but it's true. The outdoors has changed so much in my life that I know for a 100% fact, there is power in it. So get outside, sit in the outdoors, do things in the outdoors. There's something about it that is going to give you so much more benefit than sitting in a dark room by yourself. It will bring a smile to your face, let the sun touch your skin, breathe the air. Being outside is incredible. I highly suggest it. (laughs) Number five is talk to someone. It doesn't matter what you think about therapists. I've been to a therapist and it was a really great experience. I didn't go for very long, but I gained so much insight that it was awesome. So I would say talk to somebody, whether it's a therapist, your husband, your wife, your best friend, a parent, a friend, a neighbor, whoever you have trust with, talk to them. They might have an insight. They might have something that you haven't thought about, maybe something that's helped them. They can even just help talk you through it. Sometimes just getting it out is all we need. Sometimes just voicing it is all we need. Keeping it inside can eat us alive. So number five is talk to someone. Don't think that you're alone in this because we all have our demons. We all have our darkness. We all have it. But talking to somebody, getting it out there is so important. But I also want to say talking to everyone you know about it is also not not the way to handle it. That just brings us into the victim mentality and dragging it on and on and on because of that quick dopamine hit of having someone validate you or tell you it's going to be okay. Yes, it's important to talk it out, but it's important to talk to somebody, A, that you trust, and B, someone that can give you good information. Somebody that can be a good sounding board, but also give you practical things, hold you accountable, check on you later. It's super important. 
So those are the things that have helped me a ton. It's the things that still help me today. As you know, I mean, if we talk about forever about anxiety and depression and things that help and things that don't help, but these top five things have helped me immensely. I used to be an avoider. I would avoid all things that made me anxious, um, brought me fear, and I didn't want to deal with them. I just kept trying to go around them and dodge them, and they don't go away. In a way, they get a lot bigger and a lot more daunting and a lot more dark. And so getting them out, dealing with them, going through the darkness instead of trying to go around it will always, always bring you out into a lighter area. It's going to be hard sometimes, but you're not alone. We all go through it. I have my shit. We all do. I'm not perfect. I will never claim to be, but that is being a human. Anyway, I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you for joining me today. I hope this somehow helped you. I hope you can grab a nugget from it that can help you in your life. This is real, y'all, and we all go through it. So don't feel alone. I'm right there with you. We all have our struggle. So enjoy the good days. Go through the bad ones. We got this. All right, guys. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks. See ya.